Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Yes. Yes, we are back. I know it's been a couple of weeks, but listen, we've had some uh, issues with our, uh, I don't want to say with our streaming service, but certainly with compatibility issues, I think with some of the equipment and uh, most audio issues. So we're trying to work those out. I think tonight for at least for tonight's episode, I think we've got it figured out to an extent. Uh, we'll see going forward how that works out. Uh, New trials and tribulations. That's for sure. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. definitely a, been a trial and error uh, so far with with this stuff. Um, it's graduate. Well, I like to call this weekend kind of graduation weekend because kids across the country obviously graduated different different parts of uh, May and June. Um, and, you know, some kids go to school year round, so who knows? But um, I like to consider this like graduation weekend. So to all you parents out there who have uh, seniors in high school that are graduating and uh, college graduates and, you know, I'll even go as far as to say like middle school or elementary school graduates, uh, congratulations. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy your summertime. I know Jimmy and I are both going through graduating seniors in high school uh, that are going to be starting their next. I hate I hate using the word chapters, the next chapter of their life. No, I mean, their life is continuing on. They're just I guess I guess uh, a new phase would be. For me, a better way to put it. It's not really a new chapter. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And yeah, so but. I think we got some good boys on our hands and they're oh. uh, going to do good things. So, yeah, yeah, but it's hopefully a nice wake up call for them and they're stepping into adulthood and <laughs> they hit them in the face, whether they like it or not. <laughs> oh, that's right. Um, yeah. They don't know it yet, but it's coming. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, all the best to uh, all the graduates and uh, you know, where, wherever you're going on to um, and good luck. Yep, I hope everybody's kicking off the summer in good fashion. I know we got a little bit of a heat wave going on where we are. Yeah, I went from like 70 to 90. Yeah, it's super dry and you know hot. But um, yep, we got we got a grad party tomorrow and weather's mm -hmm. looking pretty good though. So yeah. Well, sure. and that kind of kicks off, you know. I started that way because I wanted to kick it off with Man, this is also the time of year where these kids who are graduating, you know, they still believe that they're invincible uh, and they still believe that they can do anything and come out unscathed. And I just want to I just want to, you know, put it out there. You know, if you haven't heard this story about this kid in the Bahamas, uh, American kid, they were on their graduation. They took a um, I don't want to call it a cruise. Maybe it was a cruise. But they were on uh, like basically like a big pirate ship. Uh, and it was a whole, you know, a, a graduating class. He's an American 18 year old kid. Uh, they were on there. It appears, it appears that somebody like basically dared him to walk the plank off this pirate ship. He jumped off the pirate ship and has never been seen again. Dude. And has never been seen again. So, you know, here you are, you know, a week, a week out from graduating from your high school right. and now you're gone. And I, you know, it's just 
I get it. I was 18 once, you know, I, I, I don't remember ever feeling like I felt like I was invincible, but at the same time, I, I know as I've aged that I've gotten smarter about the decisions that I make or the quote unquote bets I'm willing to. Well, that, I mean, that's not something that I would say is too radical. It's not like the dumbest thing you can do. I mean, there's pro- hopefully there's more to this story. Um, but like, if somebody's on a ship and they jump off the side of the ship, um, I, I don't know. And under the right circumstances, like you don't expect anything really to go wrong. Well, here, here's the, so here's what the story said. It's like one o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. They're off the coast of the Bahamas on this pirate ship. Uh, somebody apparently bets this kid that he won't do it. He does it. They throw life rings into the water. He's there's video apparently of him swimming towards the buoy. And then for no apparent reason, he just changes his mind and turns around and starts swimming away from it. And then, and then they lose sight of him and then nobody sees him again. Yeah. Well, that adds a, a little twist to the story, but that's weird. I mean, was something there and coming after him was, or, you know, he wanted to stay away from. Yeah. So the initial, the initial uh, thought was, is because I apparently right there in that area is very shark intensive. Yeah. Um, But they've ruled, they've basically ruled that out because there's uh, generally what happens is a shark will bite you, but a shark is not going to eat you. Right. It's not just going to swallow you and be done with it. Right. Bite and realize that that's not, what i was looking for right so um and no and no part of this child has been found no clothes right no nothing and again it was one o'clock in the afternoon it's not like they it's not like the ship got you know 50 miles away before they realized somebody was missing uh so they were in the general vicinity of where he was the entire time Mm -hmm. um so yeah i mean tragic and sad and you know stupid yeah Uh, I mean, I would say that just, you know, always respect the ocean. The ocean, oh, yeah. the ocean is, is a dangerous thing for sure. But I'm, I, I'd be more worried about, I mean, that sounds like a freak thing. Definitely tragic, like you said. But like the, the people who go to foreign countries, name, namely Mexico. And, you know, if you're, on, if you're not going to a, you know, a somewhat safe resort, or right. you decide to venture off that um, you're taking your life in your own hands. Like, yeah, you're not, I think that's where kids who are inexperienced need to uh, yeah. have a, get a wake up call because that's, it's not your same, you, you're used to the comforts of the United States and uh, where stuff like that generally doesn't, you don't just disappear. You're not going to get kidnapped, even though that stuff goes on too, I guess. But, not to the same level that most people experience. So right. stuff like that, going to foreign countries, Europe, even Europe, I don't know, uh, they where they recognize foreigners, uh, especially Americans. Um, that seems like something that I would definitely avoid. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just a good time to, to you know, even to the extent that, uh, you know, you know, the com- a conversation that I've briefly had, but probably will have again with uh, my my son is, hey, 
you know, you're going away, you're going away to college, um, you know, male or female, you know, you know, I'm giving them the talk, you know, if you go out to a party, don't, don't set your drink down and then go back and drink it. Don't, you know, those types of things, because, you know, people drop shit in your drink and, and they think it's funny and it may, it may be for comic relief. Uh, it may be for something much more sinister. Um, and, you know, when you're talking about a female, it's even more of a, an issue, you know, you know, you go to a party, keep your drink in your hand until it's gone. And then, you know, fill it up yourself. Don't let somebody else make you a drink, you know, all those kinds of things. And, you know, th does that happen a lot? I don't know, but I know it happens. So, you know, just having those types of conversations and even if they don't remember everything, hopefully something sticks. Hmm. Yeah. Know, to keep them, keep their mind kind of. Yeah. There's only so much you can do mm -hmm. other than, you know, give them as much guidance as you can, but they're going to go off and do stupid things anyway. But yeah, hopefully they keep it to a minimum. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's stupid things. I mean, we all did stupid yeah. things. Yeah. Then there's next level. Well, that's what worries me about this, you know, modern era is that kids doing stupid things nowadays there's a lot more risk involved, you know, with things mm -hmm. like fentanyl out there. You can do something stupid once and you pay yeah. the ultimate price uh, rather than, you know, you go out and do something stupid or uh, and get in a fight or, I don't know, smoke marijuana or something like that. And, yeah, there's, you know, you're much, <laughs> much, much less likely to uh, be killed. And nowadays, yeah. it's like... With. Yeah, with the fentanyl problems and everything yeah. laced, everything being laced with fentanyl and, you know, they're not going to tell you. Yeah, so. yeah, it's not not something to mess with. So, you know, anyway, so I see your tag. I see your tagline is take back pride. That's right. What do we got yeah, there, Jimmy? Things. You know what? I, <laughs> hopefully this doesn't come back to bite me in any in any way, but. I'm pretty much sick of seeing this pride month garbage. I mean, I'm just going to flat out say it. I'm tired of, of, uh, putting up with it or just placating to, to, to the crowd. But like, it, it bothers me. I, I, I guess I don't remember it being this prevalent, this in your face. I'm just tired of this garbage being shoved in my face. And, and, and to me, what I, what I'm seeing is, pride being associated with this transgender, transsexual flag, whatever you want to call it. I'm sorry. The the pride that I'm used to is the red, white, and blue. Yeah. That's the pride flag we should be saluting. That's the pride flag we should be celebrating. And that's, that's the only pride that we should care about in the United States is American pride, the freedom and, and the sacrifice that, that earned us that freedom. Um, I, I don't I don't see this garbage that that we have going on now as like it, it's divisive. It's not well, the attention. The problem is, and I think the difference is say is it's meant to be divisive. It's being used politically as a divisive measure because listen to what every single Democrat out there who's touting this stuff more than anyone else. Listen to how they're using it. They're not saying, hey, we should be supportive of this community or what it, it, it is inevitably 
broken down to Republicans hate the LGBTQ community. So we have to combat this hate. And that's not at all. You know, if you listen to what Jimmy just said, that's not at all what he said. He didn't say anything about the people in that community. Mo I speak for myself, but I'm sure I'm speak for Jimmy, too. We don't care. And we've said it a million times on this show. We don't care what you do with your life and with yourself. It has zero impact on me, on Jimmy, on anybody else that I know, what you choose to do with your life, how you choose to live your life. That's not, don't conflate the two. And that's, that's how it's used. It's used always as a conflation. The issue that we have, me speaking for me anyway, and Jimmy, you can chime in anytime, but the issue for me is just that the uh, seemingly new, and I say new within the last couple of years, uh, forced acceptance that we have to play by these rules or we have to accept certain things or we're anti-LGBTQ. Right. It, I mean, it, it is forced. Like you said, it's, it's people trying to change. They're trying to change reality and, and force you to accept their way of, of their life, their, their perspective on things by using different terminology, changing right. the meaning of things right. like saying gender is separate from biology, biological sex, which they can't even agree on. Right. Some, some people say it's the exact same thing. Um, some people, well, say anybody who says that you can, you can 100% separate the two. I, there's not a scientist that I've read anywhere that says that there is absolutely no link between biology and gender. Well, to me, it's either the same thing or there's, there's no point in even discussing it. Like right. if you're talking about gender being disassociated with biological sex, um, then it, there's no point even even talking about it because it's it. What is it then? What is it? There's, you can't define it. It's it's right. it's an unlimited spectrum of things, and right. you, you can just play with it whatever you want. It either has a definition or it doesn't. But that's, that's that's the intention, Jimmy. The intention is to make yeah. it an infinite an an infinite uh, field, so that whatever fits the current now today narrative can be fit can be neatly placed into you know that field or that uh that space so if something you know we use the global warming is a is another perfect example of evolution of a narrative it started off as global warming well all of a sudden that didn't really kind of fit because there was no evidence that the planet was heating up, you know, to the extent that they were trying to push. So then they changed it to climate change. Well, climate change is so fucking general. That and then obviously climate changes like right. there's all kinds of recorded history about climate fluctuating. So it's not. Yeah, I mean, it, but it's, it's the generality it's the generality of the term that allows them to create basically whatever in that space they want to create 
that, and it's virtually inarguable because you can't prove a negative. Right. But it's so, but it's ultimately a fallacy because it's completely logically inconsistent um, amongst their arguments. They, they actually can't, if you actually push them to define things, you know, you ultimately run into the same thing, the same reason why they can't define what a woman is. Right. Um, the, and, and it doesn't apply to things like age or race. Right. Um, sorry that that none of that can be on a spectrum. You know, it, it, it either is what it is. It doesn't make and when it, which is when you're talking about biological gender, sex. It it's very clear. Yeah. Even though there's occasional anomalies. Right. Not even what we're talking about. So. Well, and I heard a great. I heard a great. Uh, retort to that whole argument recently um and i can't remember who it was but basically the person was up making the argument that gender gender is a social construct and it can change based on how you feel and the retort was uh, oh the comment was made well who can have babies and they refused to say that only biological women can have it because their argument was well some biological women can't have babies and he's like yeah Right. But that we know that throughout history, that the only people who can have babies are women, are females, biological women. Uh, and just because a small portion of that population, we know something went wrong. Yeah. Something went wrong within their biology that doesn't allow them. And, th and then he went further to say, so let me ask you this. Um we have people, you know, everyone knows that humans have two arms and two legs. If a human is born and only has one leg, is that a different, are they not human? Are they something other than human? Because, you know, just because something is different about them, we all know that it was not supposed to be that way. Right. And you can't just change a whole demographic because there's something different. It yeah. doesn't make sense. No, just because there's a um, a shakeup in the order of things, it doesn't mean that that's not the intended order. That's not the uh, general order of things. Right. So yeah, um, it's all nonsense, and and that's why I'm I'm pretty much done with it. Like, yeah. I, I I'm not going to really tolerate that. We we probably both see it in our organizations that we're a part of. Sure. But, incessant like shoving down your throat diversity equity inclusion like it, it, it's insane that and what bothers me the most is that it's, it's a whole bunch of just wasted resources sure and it's not like we're winning on every area that we have all those extra resources to to expend on things like that so um it's it's a distraction and it is ultimately divisive and like i said like like i started this off with we need to take back pride, make it American pride. American yeah. pride celebrates everybody, everybody's freedom. If you're an American, it's all about the ideology of freedom, uh, the the American ideology. Um, and that anybody can apply to. I don't care what yeah. your what your respective gender or color or age or whatever is. Uh, I'm sorry. Then if you're in America and you share those values, uh, well, based in freedom then 
you can then you should be able to celebrate. Well, and the issue is, and what, and you know, it goes back to personal choices too. Because if if you feel like you don't have that pride, or, or you feel that, I mean, you're you're personally choosing to not uh, uh, embrace all that this country has to offer. You're choosing to be a victim or you're choosing the victimhood mentality. You're choosing to, to be the one that's always, you know, fucking what's the word offended by everything. Uh, you're that's a choice. You choose to do that because I can promise you, I mean, we can look at, we can look at numerous, numerous examples. Uh, Barack Obama, uh, Tim Scott, uh, anybody that's a member of the uh, Congressional Black Caucus, any black CEOs in the country, any black billionaires, millionaires in the country. Uh, you know, if we're set, you know, and the big claim is always that we're this big systemically racist country. Apparently it didn't affect them too much. No, no, it, it it's again, nonsense. It's people that enjoy uh, playing the victim card and it thinks that it gives them power over yeah. other people to to claim that they're uh, they've been oppressed and that they um, it's just an excuse for why they're not who they want to be. Yeah. The the best people out there, whether you're a minority or um, just any other any sort of marginalized group the best people out there are the ones that aren't complaining about it. Mm -hmm. They are resiliently, uh, I, I don't know, disregarding whatever, whatever um, maybe shortcoming they, they may have. If they've been dealt a more difficult hand than everybody, than other people. So what you can still, you can in, in this country with the opportunities that are afforded to everybody, you have the opportunity to, to actually, um, prosper. Well, and I find it interesting. You bring up the money aspect. I find it interesting that there, ha there are ungodly, ungodly amounts of uh, programs that have been created and are funded by the federal government only specifically for minority communities. Uh, and if you go look, I I'll use, uh, I'll use small, small business uh, loans and grants uh, from the federal government. You go to the you go to the small business website and you look up their list of loans and grants. Ninety percent of them, you have to be a uh, female-owned, minority-owned uh, business or whatever to even apply for them. Right. Same with college. Uh, same with college. Uh, there are so many programs out there that are steered directly towards minority communities. Uh, the excuse to me, the excuse cannot be, I can't succeed in this country. I, I mean, that's just because I've looked at them. I've looked no, at No. And that specifically is discriminatory, discriminatory um, by dis by excluding other, anybody who's not of that, race or gender or whatever um rather than the narrative should always be everybody it, it, open and available for everybody anybody who's willing to work hard anybody who's willing to make the effort no matter what 
your race or gender is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't disagree with you. And, uh, but beyond that, again, they exist and most of them go unclaimed. Like nobody's applying for them. Yeah. Uh, so I, I get it. You can't, you cannot, my, I guess my point is you can't say that, oh my God, I live in such a systemically racist country when the federal dollars and the state dollars, because there's a difference and, and a lot of states are doing the same things. The opportunities are being made for you. You're again, it comes back to a choice. You're choosing not to go down that road and take advantage of the things that are there. And those, to me, those aren't, you know, I don't look at those as like welfare, like, you know, welfare is a handout, right? That's always a big claim from the Republican side is that, you know, that's great. You know, if you need welfare, that's fine, but you're going to work, you know, we, we want to put things in place that make you work so that you can get out of that. So, and then all of a sudden, you know, if you make that claim, you're a racist, you're, you know, I, you, no, the purpose of welfare is not for somebody to stay on welfare for their entire fucking life. Unfortunately, that's the way it's designed, though. It's, it's the a, problem is, is that's the that's the way it's been allowed to go yeah. for so long that now, you know, and I, I get it. People get comfortable. Right. And when you're making more money because you're collecting welfare for you and the seven or eight kids that you have with four or five different baby mamas. Or, or baby daddies, uh, there's no incentive to get off of it. Right. And that's the problem is our welfare system disincentivizes people to actually take responsibility yeah. and, and work and do well for themselves. And, and, and the way that our economy has been, I think there's so many factors that come into play, but it limits people's ability to support your family or to support your family on one income. Yeah. So, and, and so having a stay at home mom is nearly impossible in a lot of ways, in a sure. lot of cases. Um, and, and that just almost forces, I, I just think it forces our society down um, a direction that's not beneficial. Yeah. I mean, if you live in New York city uh, and you're not one of the social elite, you know, super wealthy people that, you know, can pay $3 million for a one bedroom apartment. Um, it's virtually impossible that on a single income, you're going to be able to survive in that environment. Um, there's reasons why, you know, they have to tax the shit out of people in places like New York City, as opposed to, you know, somewhere out in a rural, rural area of uh, other states. And even the rural areas of New York, uh, you know, the cost of living and and your ability to to sustain maybe a single family income home uh, is a lot better. Uh, but I mean, again, they're choosing to live in these places, so I <laughs> I don't know. But it's because they can, because they get the right. That's a it would be nice if they were uh, weren't given that that alternative option that. Mm -hmm allows them to do that. And they actually had to do something that they were forced to do. And that would be a smarter decision. It's kind of like the um, opportunities for college attendees mm -hmm. and the fact that way more people are going to college that, that should not be I mean, <laughs> true. 
the college college dropout rate is enormous. Yep. Um, the the colleges that certain candidates, certain underqualified candidates, are going to higher quality schools and right. ultimately failing out when they would do better in a school that was much more suited to their abilities. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a problem. And uh, unfortunately, it's because we have this stupid, blind demand for equity. Right. Well, and again, you know, that's kind of the same conversation as the whole, you know, from global warming to climate change. It went from equality, which means everyone has the same opportunity, to now all of a sudden everything is equity, which mm. means everybody should get the same result. Uh, and it's it's shifted because equality, they can't argue equality. No, none of, nobody can argue that there is not equal opportunity. You know, take a uh, Hispanic kid and take a white kid who all all other things else being even in life, i.e. I. they're, you know, they grew up in the same neighborhood, same family structure, uh, same general family income. Why does one end up in Harvard and one end up on the streets? Right. I mean, they both have the same opportunity, but because of personal choices, they both they went in different directions. And that's OK. You had the opportunity. You chose to not accept that and not take that. And you went a different way. And it either worked out for you or it didn't. That's a perspective issue. Um Equity is same thing, all things being even. One made a decision to go to college and, and further their education and, and, you know, become a lawyer. And the other one went out on the streets and did nothing. But you believe, because you think everything needs to be equitable, that they should share in the success of the one to the other. You believe that hey, this person came from the same place. They, the equitable thing would be for this person to sacrifice what they worked for to give it to you so that you're on an even playing field again. And that doesn't, that that's just, um, that's a that's laziness is, is well, what that. I think a, a more narrow analogy would be based on the uh, uh, college loan forgiveness. Yeah. Because obviously the people that worked hard to pay for their college or um, even or or chose not to attend college because of the the costs incurred. Right. Um, everybody is getting screwed just so that people that took out loans who can't afford them um, right. get get that equity. And right. and I'm sorry that that's you're doing a disservice to everybody, including the person who's getting that free handout is not helping them because that's not, that's not providing a, a, a good lesson in their life. That just is going to perpetuate the uh, expect the ongoing yeah. the, uh, expectations of, of handouts forever. Um, yeah. I mean, where, where's, you know, uh, okay. If we're going to be equitable, then uh, when are people going to start, you know, paying my car note for me? Uh, when are people going to start paying my mortgage for me? Um, you know, if we want to be equitable, um, you know, I'll be, I'll be waiting by my mailbox Monday to see the, uh, 
to see the checks from all these other people that, you know, supposedly uh, should be paying it for me. I mean, am I, am I wrong in assuming that that's going to happen or? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> cause that ain't going to happen. Yeah. We're, we're, we'd rather hand out all of our money to other countries. Yeah. Well, we'd certainly do enough of that too, which doesn't seem like there's any end in sight to that anytime soon. Um, I saw Joe fell again. <laughs> uh, yeah, right at right at the Air Force Academy. I was just I was just outside there in Colorado Springs a couple weeks ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, the amount of gaffes. I mean, obviously the the man can't speak. He's not in any legit frame of mind. He it, it's just super sad. But like, yeah. I feel like we have we have videos of past presidents and if they stumble or do anything like that it's like there's like one video and it's been played so many times but with joe biden i mean they're gonna have a whole highlight reel oh yeah they already do yeah but it's it's gonna be like hours and hours long of his highlight reel uh it's it's ridiculous it's not just like one time that the president fell no it's Again, here he goes again. Yeah, uh, it's awful, and he's running for another term. It's super sad. It's like the it. It's like having John Fetterman in Congress. Is <laughs> super sad and ridiculous. The guy <laughs> cannot function. Yeah, yeah, and and doesn't function. Um, I think we talked about, and I don't. I, I think it's on the one that we didn't release because of our audio issues that we were having at the time. Um, his staff has been uh, basically caught uh, hmm. modifying and editing the transcripts of what he's been saying uh, in in congressional hearings. Uh, you know, basically, the transcript says the a question that he's asking whatever witness it is, and it's a very clear and concise question that makes perfect sense that's a legitimate question um that somebody would probably ask dealing with finances of something i can't remember what the topic was uh but then they played the videotape of what he asked right next to the printout of what they released and i mean basically what he said was how does the money and that was the question and like the guy the guy he was asking it to was kind of like i i don't yeah he doesn't complete a sentence they didn't actually complete the thought he sits there and waits for a response i'm like did what what did you say did you ask the <laughs> yeah. question there? and i guess they feel i guess the witnesses probably feel like man i don't want to embarrass this guy by telling him i have no idea what he just asked me um so they just kind of sit there and say nothing <laughs> did, you, did you see the uh i assume airman the female airman who uh was walking right behind joe biden when he fell down and she just once she, he fell down she just stops and just turns around and walks the other way. She's just like, I'm not getting involved in this. Yeah, that's not me. Better just well, walk away. Even better was the African-American four-star general that was sitting in the first row right behind where he fell is just laughing. Oh, that's awesome. 
laughing. I mean, like Trump said, I hope he didn't get hurt. Right. Uh, it's it's just sad, but it's it's laughable because like they're letting this happen. But the problem is, is the media has allowed this to become a comical thing because think about uh, the one time that Trump was walking down like an icy ramp and he didn't even fall. Mm-hmm. He just kind of he was kind of tiptoeing and kind of going slow because it was icy and he's holding on to the railing and, uh, you know, he didn't even he didn't even fall. But for the next week and a half, everything that the media said about that was, it, oh, he, he might not be fit enough for another term. Uh, you know, he uh, there's something wrong. Uh, I know now Biden has fallen at least four times. I think he, he fell at the Air Force Academy. He's fallen going up into the stairs at uh, Air Force One in Poland. He fell uh, or he stumbled and almost fell in Korea. Uh, and there was one other instance where he he fell down. He fell down the stairs coming off Air Force One. Yeah, I think that was like in Ireland or something. Or maybe Yeah, and there's been absolutely and the only thing you hear from the media on that is. Oh, and we can't forget his bicycle. Oh, well, yeah, and falling off the bicycle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In Rehoboth. Yeah, we got to make that trip over there and (laughs) reenact. Yeah, and lie down, lie down in the Biden spot. (laughs) But the thing is, is like the media has created this narrative based on how they handled another president who didn't even fall, but yet questioned for a, a week to two weeks afterwards that there has to be something medically wrong or there has to be something cognitively wrong because he was walking the way he was walking down an icy ramp. Well, now you have a president who's falling constantly, who can't speak in complete senses, sentences constantly. And the whole time the media is just like, well, you know, it's just, you know, he tripped over a sandbag. Well, and they have these like official doctors that you know these doctors that that are assigned to the administration yeah and and they've warned against his cognitive abilities yeah uh and they purposely disregard them or try to silence them or whatever they do um it's it's very sad uh because yeah and like you said it's the double standard yeah absolutely the whole administration the media they don't treat it the same way. The na- the other thing I'm trying to figure out is what can the binder talk about? Why does she even have press conferences? Um, uh, yeah, that's actually I wanted to bring that up. Um, we have ESP, Jimmy. I'm reading your mind. <laughs> uh, she can't say anything. She says absolutely nothing. You're talking about KJP, right? Yeah, I mean John John Claude Van Dam or whatever the hell her name is. She never says anything. She lies. Well, the uh, problem is, it's not even that she doesn't say anything. It's that she makes shit up to say that she can't talk about it. Like she got asked a question the other day that was, "When is President Biden going to campaign?" So that question has nothing to do with him campaigning or any campaign. Type stuff only a schedule question saying, Hey, we've looked at his schedule, we see nothing on there that shows that he's going to be on the campaign trail. It's just, well, due to the Hatch Act, I can't talk about the campaign. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not asking you, and they even followed up. I'm not asking you anything about him campaigning. I'm not asking you about any of his campaign promises, what his campaign platform is, and that just what are you scheduling on the president's schedule for time for him to campaign? Because so far he hasn't been on the campaign trail at all. And she and same thing. She can't talk about campaign. She can't talk about voting. She can't talk about crime. She can't talk about Hunter Biden. She can't talk. What can she talk about? She can't talk about the budget because she refers everyone to uh, another organization. She can't talk about crime. She send. She says you have to talk to DOJ and the FBI. Um, you know, oh, I can't talk about this. You have to talk to the IRS. We can't talk. What can you? Why do you even have a press conference? To be fair, she does have an impossible job, and trying to defend this. Agree, but you took. It. But what? But she took it. Yes, she did. She did. Eh. But the way that she does it is not, I mean, Jen Psaki had the same impossible job, but she at least yeah. like lied well or whatever she <laughs> did. She played the game a lot better. She and diverted, she diverted and at least attempted to give the impression that she was answering the question. Yeah, right. KJP doesn't even fucking try. It's so ridiculous. Uh, and she just says, well, we know that. Yeah. Uh, he's going to campaign and he did campaign and we know that he won the election and it's pretty much already set in stone. So, you know, we already know that. So yeah. I don't know why I need to go over this with you guys. I'm not going <laughs> to answer that question. Um, but yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. I can't, I can't stand it. But again, it. it goes back to, it goes back to the mainstream media has created this environment. They allow her to get away with just, not saying anything. Now, over the last couple of months, they have certainly, uh, I think that's kind of wearing thin with some of them because you have seen some other outlets that have pressed her on, you know, her responses to some of these questions, but still, they, they still let it go at that. Um, and, and, and I, you know, where was that opportunity for president Trump's press secretaries? Uh, well, that's what I wanted to bring up because I don't know if you saw this, but did you see Trump go after Kaylee McEnany? I did. That that was so sad to me. Yeah. Kaylee McEnany, to me, has like never done anything wrong. She's nothing been nothing but like super loyal, super yeah. smart. She didn't attack anything about that administration. I'm sure she could have. I'm sure she had some dirt or whatever that could have mm -hmm. said something. What happened? Do you know what happened? I have no idea. All I heard was that he went after her. Uh, yeah. So he, so she, uh, apparently, uh, going off of what he said, he basically called, he took a jab at her and called her Kelly Milk Toast McEnany. And be, because he called her out because when she was on some show or program, she used, she used stats that he felt she knew were were wrong like he basically said that she she said something about 25 that he had a 25 percent lead on desantis when she definitely knows it was more of 35 percent or something or around those numbers mm. he knew that but she chose to do that so he like <coughs> took a shot at her just because he thought she's somewhat su supporting desantis over him mm. um when i don't know i didn't see what she yeah. said but I, I don't know. It's just, that, that bothers the crap out of me that he attacks anybody who doesn't 
just support him completely outright. And I bet yeah. you, I bet you, and that's my issue. That's my issue with Trump running again is one again, I'll say it again. I've said it a million times. He's not going to get any Democrats to vote for him. That, that ship has sailed there. I, I don't believe that there is any amount in any uh, measurable uh, significant number of Democrats that are going to vote for him in a, in, in a national election. I don't think that there's a huge swath of independents that are going to go and, and vote for him because of these types of things, these types of kind of awkward attacks on random people that generally have been a hundred percent supporters of him. And then you say you have the Liz Cheney, Mitt Romney section of the Republican party that will not vote for him. They're just not going to do it. So it, I see absolutely no way in a national election where he's going to be able to make that gap up. And I'm not saying I disagree with any of Trump's policies because there was a lot of things that he did that were very positive financially for the country, for myself personally. Um, and so those are not my issues. I think that getting those things back and getting the border back under control, those kinds of things are important and he would be successful at them again. But he's not going to be able to even get to those topics because these people have already turned their minds off to him. They've already shut down to him. It doesn't matter what comes out of his mouth because they all they heard was the last thing he did to slam somebody who, I mean, look at Ron DeSantis. Up until DeSantis, you know, it was evident that DeSantis was going to start running against him. He didn't say a word. As a matter of fact, I think he supported him in his governor's race to win. Right. right. So it's just no, yeah, he, he, he's, he feels disrespected um, that anybody is not fully behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so he, he's going to go on the offensive, which I just think is dumb, but yeah. that's just what Trump does. Like yeah. I mean, that, that's who he is and yep. nobody should expect anything different. I mean, we, we, we wanted, we hoped for him to, to stop tweeting and saying stupid stuff all the time. Like some of it's funny, but some mm. of it's just plain dumb. It's like, you don't yeah. need to say that. That's not helping anything. Why somebody, why don't you have somebody filtering what you're saying? Like you can say funny stuff. You can say stuff, silly stuff, but like some of the attacks um, is just unnecessary and it's frustrating. Well, and, and it's like DeSantis's, it's like DeSantis's uh, flip on Biden the other day when Biden fell. You know, he came out, he said, you know, I hope he I hope he didn't I hope he's not injured. I hope he didn't get hurt. But I'm here to make sure that we can recover this country that Joe Biden has injured. You know, he that's an attack, but that's a political attack that makes sense because, you, you know, you're you're saying, yeah, we hope he I hope he's not injured. I hope he's not hurt. But I'm here to help America, you know, stop getting hurt by the policies that Joe Biden has put forward. That's a legitimate attack. It's not a personal attack. It's a political attack. And the personal attacks, I think, is where most people that uh, have already signed off on the fact that they're not going to vote for for Trump 
uh, and that's where they go. And, you know, look, given the alternative between Trump and Biden, I'm going Trump 100 percent of the time. See, it, it's so weird. I try to trying to estimate. And I think we we had a longer discussion on this. Yeah, but we, we weren't able to release it. But um, I don't. I, I just got to think. That if, if it was Trump and Biden again, there has to be so many people, I don't care if, what party you're in, that realize we were way better off yeah. in the last administration. Way well, better off. You'd think that, but if you go on and you watch these political TikToks and these political uh, internet shows on, on all these other apps, they think Biden's doing a fantastic job. Yeah, that that blows my mind. Uh, I, I don't get it. But my goal, I, I certainly hope that those are not our two options. Yeah. Um, yeah. That there are plenty of candidates. I, I, I feel out like there. it's going to be. I think there are plenty of genuine, honest candidates out there on on either side that that are viable that we should take a look at and disregard some of these characters. That, that we're seeing. Like, unfortunately, Trump had some great policies. I support him, and I I, I would not be opposed to another four years of Trump, uh, other than it's going to be super divisive again. Absolutely, hundred percent. The day he the day he's inaugurated, you're going to start seeing the the impeachment talk again. You're going to start seeing the investigation talks again. You're going to, I mean, it's just, it's good. And, and that's the other part of it too. Even all, even some people that support him don't want the country to go through that again. And we know, we know with a hundred percent certainty that that's going to happen. If he gets yeah. elected. Yeah, exactly. No, I, 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 I want his policies again for four years for the most part, uh, for the most part. Um, I think he has some backbone that other other candidates don't have mm-hmm. and, and when it comes to like clearing house and, and things. And I think he would have even more ability given a second term, knowing that he has no no need to, for another election. Um, and I think it would provide a lot more stability uh, when it comes to foreign policy and things like that. Um, but again... Well- and the other thing, you know, another thing that may be playing, and, and I think two things. One, another thing that's playing into his favor is everyone's looking at Joe's age. Now, Trump, I think, is only two years or three years younger than him. But Biden's going to be 86 years old if he gets another term, you know, by the end of his term. By the end of his second term, yeah. So. No, he's not because he's. <laughs> No chance he's going to make it. Well, what, but again, but that's the point because who's coming in if that happens? Kamala Harris. Right. So a lot of people are also looking at, and and usually the vice presidency, I don't think plays a huge role in selecting a president, but I think in this one and in his case, because age is such an issue, that is something that people will take into consideration is that I mean he she's got lower poll numbers than him and he's at 36 I think 36% and her polling is lower than his. So basically if you're electing Joe Biden you're saying I'm okay with Kamala Harris taking over. That's such and, an embarrassment. I mean that was an embarrassment in 20 in 2020. I just don't Yeah. 
I don't understand what people were thinking. I I know it was much more of a reaction to Trump. Yeah, absolutely. But man, my second my second part of that is I think I think the other thing that would work out in Trump's favor is I think the amount I think what will happen is is if it's Biden uh, Trump. I think what will happen is, is a lot fewer people are going to be going out to vote. I don't think you're going to see a huge rush. Maybe I'm wrong. And maybe the anti-Trump rhetoric as it spin, as the media spins it up as we get closer to the election will incite people to go out and, and vote. But I think you're going to see a, a lot fewer people vote for a Biden-Harris ticket, period. People just aren't going to vote which will work out in Trump's favor. And maybe that's where the gap is made up. Uh, but but those those are my suspicions of what people will be thinking as it gets closer to election time is one, am I, I don't want this clown in office. I certainly don't want her to take over. So I'm just not going to vote or, hey, he's, he's, he's old, man. I, I'm just not. Right. Well, so, if they, the DNC has to decide whether or not they will primary Biden, right? Like, oh, they already said they're not going to. I know. I know. They already said they're not going to. They already said they're not going to hold any primary debates. Right. They're not going to hold any debates. So, so they're basically telling. They're basically telling their caucus this is your guy because i I mean i think that's absolutely disgusting um well it's not uncommon for an incumbent president not to have primary debates uh uh, i don't think reagan did i don't think uh i don't think bush i don't think bush had any primary debates uh so so that in and of itself is not now we'll see no i guess uh, but this this situation it's a different situation. How do you not recognize that it's absolutely necessary? Um, I, I don't know. I, I guess it's it's really, I mean, I guess that makes sense because they're choosing to back their candidate and their candidate says he wants to run again. Right. Like, dude, what's wrong with you? I mean, maybe <laughs> that, that's what he thinks is the only thing keeping him alive. I don't know. Well, but this is why he hasn't been out on the campaign trail either, because he already knows that the D- he has the DNC's nod in the bag. So there's no he doesn't have to go out there and do any campaigning against other Democrats because he's already got their vote. It's already in the bag. That's why he's not scheduling any campaign. Well, I'm hoping that we see we see something different for 2024 that we see independent media organizations or something that are able to hold uh, debates because there are so many candidates out there mm-hmm. that are worthy of listening to mm-hmm. um, and you can't just shut that out. And I think it'll be really sad for our state of politics if that's the case. And honestly, if, if, if it becomes Trump, Trump versus Biden, I think that's really sad for our country because it, sh- it should be super obvious that we need to move on yeah. um, and, and bring in some sort of youth. Um, yeah. 
and people and that's on both that's on both sides 100 100 there's plenty of there's plenty of opportunity for that yeah. um it, it's and that means that means sorry bernie you're out <laughs> well, well and the i mean i think bernie knows that uh liz warren knows that i mean they're not running they haven't even made any peeps to the contrary whatsoever um so they they know that their their time has passed. They had their opportunities and they didn't succeed. Um, you don't see Hillary jumping back in, which kind of surprises me. Actually, I don't know. I, I I don't see any of those out of the realm of possibility. I think it's all certainly possible. But yeah, we'll I mean, see. eighteen months is a pretty small window. Yeah, uh, when you're when you're talking about a presidential campaign. Um, and, and it would be one thing if they had hinted at it and maybe they're working behind the scenes at it, but there's not even any indication that that's going on. Mm. So uh, I just, I, I don't know. Anyway, hey, ladies and gentlemen, it has been almost an hour. Uh, we gr- we appreciate that you listen to us. And I think we may have to do it in this format and I'm okay with that um, because we've kind of got this working. We're going to continue to work throughout the uh, the, the rest of the week to see if we can't uh, make things a little bit better for some, for, you know, you, you know, to put out to you. Um, but we're, my thing is, is we're just not going to put out just, just because we record something. If the quality's not there, I'm just not going to do it. Um, I'm just not going to send it out to you. And, uh, and so that's, that's why last week's show isn't out. I don't think last week's trash talking Tuesday we sent out uh, because we were just having issues and uh Hopefully this format we can keep it uh, we can keep it kind of kind of figured out until uh, we can get the uh, you know maybe a better maybe a better platform or something and not saying anything about the platform but uh, maybe that's the word we don't know we can't we haven't figured out yet what the issues have been um, but we will but uh, we're gonna try to do a, talk, a trash talking Tuesday uh, this time coming week and we will talk to you then see you Jimmy see ya. Later.